This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Uh, we are fresh off a uh, double header of origin action over the weekend. Uh, one game going well for Queensland, the other one not so much. Uh, but we'll start on Friday night with uh, an 8-6 victory to Queensland in the standalone women's state of origin game at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Um Mitchell, both you and I had some takes on this on the night, just in regards to what a great game it was, how entertaining it was. And obviously that's not entirely down to the rules in place being different mm-hmm. to the NRL and being similar to what we had in the NRL in, in, in before 2020. But I dare say, I dare say it definitely helped. It definitely did, mate. And it was a bit of a slower game. I know the women's game generally a bit slower anyway because of the athleticism difference, but it was a bit of a slower game, but it felt like had more intensity to it, and I didn't know it was going to come out on top the whole way. And towards the back of the game, you'd see either team was like cheering penalties and errors and all that kind of stuff. And it felt like footy again. And I know people, some people are like, oh, we don't need to turn this into agendas. It's like, this is a podcast. That's what podcasts are. You're here for agendas. Yeah. That's one of them. And it's just funny. Like, I'm so used to that. NRL errors, when there's a penalty or an error, or if there's an error, the team like just takes a breath. They all put their hands on their haunches and start breathing or whatever. They actually had some energy to like celebrate an error. And uh, it was it was a good game the whole way through. I, th- I thought as much as you said that, like um, obviously the girls are a bit more rusty. They have played the 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 women's mm. premiership in both states has been going this year, but yeah, they've obviously not had as much but, football the last two years <laughs> as the men. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was great, and I thought um the the big difference like this is like a classic. It actually felt like a classic origin in the sense of that. Queensland had the better key players and that's why they won the game. And I know Queensland's possession well outweighs the blues and stuff, but like most of the mistakes from the blues, it felt like came from the key positions. Like Maddie Studden, who me and you both haven't been a fan of for a long time, had an absolute stinker, but also guys like, like Corbin Bax didn't exactly step up and get, you know, make sure she, she solved any problems either. But um, yeah, I thought it, thought it was good. And then I thought that's what it was. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Queensland mother would have rather had a six again on that leg pull with 30 yeah. seconds to go than you know a penalty. Yeah, uh, and I thought like Destiny Brill. So if you guys don't know who she is, I mean, what, yeah, she's one of the, excellent. One of the great rugby league names. Fantastic name, and not, she played really well. And what's she doing this weekend, Mitchell? Well, that's it. If you don't know who Destiny Brill is, so a lot of a lot of the women athletes do play both codes. Everybody knows this by now. And if you don't, well, yeah, they generally do. But as far as I'm aware, Destiny is the only one from this origin who's playing this weekend in Union. She's playing for the Reds this weekend. She's switching so fast that she just played. So she played in the, you know, the women's version of Queensland Cup and the BSA Premiership. She played for the Valley's Diehards. And that team has, um, it has uh, Ali Brigginshaw in it and a few others. And they went undefeated, then lost the final. <laughs> against Burley Bears and Burley has like Millie Boyle, Chelsea Letter Dudzi, but they have a decent and Tamika Upton. They have a good team as well. And they lost on the bell, the bear scored at the end. Um, which was Upton who had done this in this game. Anyway, Destiny played that whole season. Didn't go to the Reds instantly because the Reds had like the game overlap with Origin had like two games there. So she went to Origin 
is going is gone to the Reds and then said she wants a Broncos contract after the origin, apparently. So wants to go the Broncos training if she does sign the NRLW starts on July 12th. That is a girl who goddamn loves her rugby league slash union, loves her rugby. Just loves rugby in general. But she played lock for yeah. the diehards. And, you know, I know sometimes they get named at lock or whatever and they played hooker. Like Brigginshaw spent all of last year's uh, NLW being late, named in the house of Brisbane playing lock. Uh, so she got named at lock for the diehards that played lock because they had Lavinia Gould. If you don't, and she's a you know a stalwart of sorry women's rugby league in the country. She was playing nine for the diehards. Plays Origin at nine might have been the best player on the field in Origin. I think she was. Didn't get it. Uh, and then she's playing uh, scrum half for the for Queensland Reds, and she's had she played for the Reds last year. She scored like two or three tries in a game on by a hundred points at some point, but yeah, that's a talented young girl. And she's like 18 now. And yeah, just, it's definitely one of those names that, you know, everyone hears the names like Alana Ferguson, Rowan Sims, Ali Brigginshaw, Destiny Brill's a name. You're going to be hearing like that for the next couple of years. I feel you're going to, she's going to become a household name in sport. I did find, you mentioned Brigginshaw being named at lock or so being named at the house and playing a lot of lock for Brisbane last year. I thought we might've seen a little bit more of the reverse in this game. because She wasn't named at lock. I thought she'd ball play a bit more, but she was just like taking hit ups. I thought she really worked her way into that as yeah. the game went on. The first, you know, the first, not she got 50, her hands on the ball a lot more towards the end of the game. Yeah, The but... first half of the game, maybe the first 10 of the second half, she played like a traditional lock, but she did that thing at the end of the game. She just, she veteraned it. Hey, give me the just, ball. Yeah. She's here. Give me the ball. I'll play make. And that's what she did. And yeah, she kind of was a big part of that charge home for Queensland. And mm. you probably would, if you're a Queenslander like I am, you would have liked to see a bit more from some of the, like Tamara, for example, has bags of talent. She's like the NLW equivalent of Corey Norman. Bags of talent, but just happy to like stay on the edge some games. She was doing that on the right-hand side. But they just didn't seem to get the, they didn't move the ball out of the middle enough, you know, and they have some talented outside backs. Meg Warber's missing. I think she got injured like around seven or eight of the, Beatrice Premiership. I don't know how long she's out for. They're missing her, but every time they went left, they've actually spread the ball. Like before T- uh, Tiana went off, they were spreading the ball left and looked like scoring almost every time they went that way. They just like didn't spread the ball. Yeah. It was weird. And then yeah. the Blues, mate, like they, mm. I mean, again, if they got the ball, if they got out of the way and gave Sergis and Kelly the ball, they might have won that game. Honestly, it did feel that way. But they could, the service was terrible. And, I Ball think Ball. Millie Ball's the best player. Millie Boyle, sorry, is the best player in the world. And she had a stormer in this one as well, I thought. But uh, yeah, it just seemed like I thought her and Southwell were really good. Kezi Yaps kind of wound the clock back, back a bit, put some How good was on. that? That hit was fantastic, the one that went viral. Um, it was. And uh, and then, yeah, uh, Vetty Walsh was quite good as well. At the yeah, I like, I've been a big fan of her since I first saw her play in Elba, but I think she's really good. I think she is close to their best option at fullback for Australia, um, as uh, I think. Well, Upton's very, very good uh, as well. Yeah, I know. But um, it'd be excited to see her in the NRLW again this year. Um, yeah, but you mentioned... You, you, well, I, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Um, I, I have heard that she's been asked to move elsewhere, but we'll wait and see on that. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Maddie Studden there. Didn't, did not a great game from her. Um, and not really the performance you want when you had like your family blowing up on social media that you weren't picked for rep teams the year before last or whenever it was. Um, yeah. I just, um, it's one of those ones where it's a bit more with the women's games, a bit more political than the yeah, men's. In I that said sense. this on Friday night. It's it's there's, there are definitely girls, not just in the Harvey Norman premiership, but in the NRLW as well, who don't get the opportunities they probably 
do merit on their playing purely because it is more political and purely because names mean a lot more than they do than they do in the men's game or at least than they than they and I think she's in that basket as well. I mean, we had I mean, Ruan Sims is a legend of the game, don't get me wrong, but she was still getting picked for rep teams right up until the end of her career and probably not deservedly so. So yeah. I think it's kind of the same sort of concept here. Well, yeah. Studden, what she played all the origins bar last year, all the women's or like the, from twenty sixteen onwards. Missed last year, and then like, oh, you're, the family was going nuts on the internet. Yeah. Lost because uh, well, she wasn't there, and then she came back, and yeah, it feels like she just got out of the way on some of those sets. They they would have scored. There was that one set, and it wasn't her fault. But they made a break down the left hand side, and about eight Queenslanders went to bludge on on the short side. Oh my god! And they went short. And they went short. Like oh my Fucking god, hell! It's like oh my god, that's why they all went to hide from you guys, and you went that way, and there was like eight of them and three of you terrible but yeah it's still um it was just good to see a, you know a close contest rule set obviously helped a little in our opinion but hopefully the women's comp is played with that rule set because um yes I, i've always watched the nrl the brisbane games i haven't watched everyone's so maybe i'll be watching a bit more of it this year if it's uh played like this yeah absolutely mate um way, if you want to laugh by the way yeah the stats are out there right? no one looks at them but the the harvey norman women's premiership and the bear premiership those games are actually the data's collected you go look at some of those numbers of those girls who play. So Millie Boyle, again, it's it's obviously not as long of a game, but she's a, like has a game with like 199 meters, 189 meters, 194 meters at prop. Her numbers are great. But if you sit in at Google in front in front of Google right now, if you Google Jessica Sergis, which I've just done, I looked at it earlier, Jessica Sergis, and you saw the rugby league, I think you find her, and that's WRL. You should find her profile there, her, her playing profile for the women's premiership. National, sorry, national charity, whatever it is. Um, she had a game with 381 run meters in it. That's a lot of meters. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing that she did. Did, did they so, win that game? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think so. I don't know. She's not in like there's a the women the women's comp in Sydney has a bit more of a disparity in the Queensland one. There's just more teams. Yeah, but yeah, she plays for the Helensburg Tigers, and uh, yeah, they go okay. <laughs> Apparently. Good honor. Yeah. And then also, I think there's another one. There's a couple of them insane numbers. It's just funny when you watch because obviously the disparity in that competition is much more than men's at the same level. So Jesse's heard just being one of the best players in the world going back to a local level. It's uh, not exactly fair. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be, would it? All right. Uh, jumping forward to Sunday. Um, yeah. Not, not the uh, backs against the wall spirited Queensland approach uh, that you were hoping for. Maroons zero, Blues 26. That takes it to 76 to six for the series thus far and ends the series after just two games. Who would have thought a team helmed by Paul Green and Neil Henry would struggle to score points? I mean, I didn't get to do the preview just because our schedules didn't line up with, uh, with you, you and Harry Ramage. Did you admire Harry's optimism for Queensland? I did not listen. <laughs> So no, but that was that was not a smart move from my fr- my friend. To be Howard fair, Ramage. he said he basically said eight hundred. It was basically um, Doctor Strange. Like all these things have to go right, and we win yeah. one in fourteen million times. Yeah, and that happened last year's series. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, this this one, I know before the game, and Reese Walsh did actually get injured. There was a bit of a conspiracy around our Discord there that he wasn't going to play, but he's not playing for the Warriors this week, so he did actually get injured in the warm up. No, nah, they're still the playing run. the long game. Um. So that obviously changed something. But that whole week of Reese Walsh and then the Sunday of Mulatalo and Saturday Mulatalo just kept the discussion away the entire week from like this team brought back Andrew McCulloch. They played Jai Arrow on the edge, who Jai Arrow had a fine game, by the way, but he had a good game in the middle too. They did that 
and then they kept the same back line. And uh, yeah, no, it didn't, didn't go very well. And, uh, and I thought Ben Hunt was probably the best player on the spine when he came on. So I'm glad it took 34 minutes into this game. So, you know, almost two hours into the series and the series is already over for Ben Hunt to get on the field and confirm that he probably should have been in the first team somewhere or probably should have been starting from hooker here. I get over that, that garbage. So Brandon Smith and Harry Grant works at the storm, right? Because it's Brandon Smith and Harry Grant. I get over that. Oh, Ben Hunt comes to 80 minutes. So I'll start to look at miss me with that shit in origin. It's a must win game. Like start with Ben Hunt. They didn't and they paid for that, but. Um, we probably should give the Blues their big arts first before I go on the Maroons shit wagon because I'll spend too much time on that. Mm. But this is one of those games that Blues obviously, you know, up big early. From about the 50th minute onwards, they just win cruise control. And it's not a very uh, familiar feeling for Blues fans. But yes, we have felt like that before as a Queensland fan. Welcome to like just somehow knowing your team is that there's no chance that a team wins. You know, just being that good in this at uh, this level. Yeah. Um, uh, you're, you're thick king, mate. Oh, my throw. God. He's so good. He's, he's been the player of the series for me. Um, make uh-huh. arguments for Teddy and Turbo as well, I think. But, I mean, and maybe you're splitting hairs between the three. But I'm obviously going to go with Latrell Mitchell, who oh, I've been pumping his tires for a while. And it feels pretty good when he plays this well in big games back to back like this. And it was obviously been great for Souths all year. I mean, I, I think it's his best position. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean he's not good at fullback. It does. No, I agree with the, you. The the reason I think that, and it doesn't, it's not, I'm not even trying to make the argument that he should move, but it's like at fullback, there's four or, four or five fullbacks of his quality or better. At centre, the player he is now, there's no centre near him. He is without game. peer. There's nobody near him yeah. right now uh, because the defensive laziness when he plays these rep games, it's gone. Yeah. Like it might it might have been there if he played centre every week still. But it's gone. Like you remember, you guys remember when he got dropped two years ago. The Blues leaked out that highlights clip of him being lazy. You mm. know that that came out. That you know he has effort defense and he plays hard the whole game. Had that great strip early on on Queensland. That was very good. Plays physical and then yeah, there's has been a moment. He's always been a moments player his whole career, but he was a moments player in this game again. And it kind of like you know the intercept kind of won the game. Look at him go. He ran so far. Oh, with his stomach bouncing in the wind, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, he had a, he had a cracker, and again, it was it was the backline. I mean, if you, you look at just the forwards, just on paper, the the Blues and Queensland actually duked it out with like they're pretty similar on every level. Like the meters are similar between the packs. Blues actually missed more tackles. You know, like where where am I? I've got my numbers here somewhere, uh, but they're all similar. But it's just that class from that back line we spoke about before. So, yeah, Blues pack at 801 metres, Queensland 748. Blues missed 23 tackles, Queensland 19. They made up the same amount of tackles. Queensland had a better metre per run. So, actually, they kind of sort of almost won the middle battle. But that back line outshone Queensland on both sides of the ball by mm. some distance. Yeah, it's 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 weird to see a Blues team win this easily. Like um, Even in their recent successes, like, it hasn't come like this and we've never had this conversation where we're like oh shit is origin in trouble if this happens for another two or three years which it probably would be if it does but um i don't know what queensland do from here i i, I mean if they stick with paul green are they are they basically just giving up next year's season series already i wouldn't say that yet but this game was a great and so was the last game it was great evidence of why he's not a first grade football coach anymore and that last grand final appearance they 
they Brad buried their way into kind of extending his career there, like at the at the Cowboys. But he hadn't had a couple of good years. But the Queensland looked like they were playing a different generation of the game to the Blues were. They were so slow on attack. And I mean, bringing McCully back was a terrible call. But that first half, they were on the Blues line plenty. They had more play the balls in the Blues 20 in this whole game. They had more field position. Like they were down the Blues end plenty. And they never looked like scoring. I mean, they didn't look like scoring in the whole game was a couple of times they bombed tries off kicks pretty much. It's like, but the rest of the entire game, they didn't look like any of their set players were going to do anything. The first set player that worked was like, they're not like down by 20 odd and, the, and, they, and it spreads off Hunt to Munster to, out to Coates. But, and he bombs that. But yeah, they didn't look in it at all because of, not because of the forwards. It was always one of those excuses when a team gets smashed or the forwards didn't aim up. The forwards aimed up in this game. Even when guys like Felice and Fafita weren't great, like the forwards aimed up, did their job. I thought Welch was exceptional. Key positions failed them by some distance. I don't, and, and then obviously, the, when you put it into a game with one on one matchups with the backs, you're not going to win it. You know, like if the halves no don't set up. Like there's some came, occasions in this game, like I don't, it drove me insane, but Queensland are down 12, or maybe they're down 18, and two fifth tackle options down the Blues end. We just do an out ball to one of the centers without creating any space. So without the AC going to the line, you just do an out ball and like just ask Kurt Capewell or Dan Gagai to, st- to stand up Tommy or Luttrell. It's like, that's it. That's your arsenal. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Like the only way they looked like they were going to score was putting it in the mixer above Brian Toto's head. And they didn't do it like ever. And when they did it, like Cole felt bombed one, like two tries, but that's it. There was points up there. Like he got up there, bombed two tries, whatever, and yeah, just terrible. And felt, I mean, I like I joked about liking him in the team for game one because of it was Townsville fever, but mm. I've been on the record this podcast for years, never want him in the Origin side. Showboy's not an Origin player in this game. Coach is okay. He was terrible as well. But the main person I'm I'm over, and everyone knows this. Everyone knows it's coming. Is that <laughs> I'm sick of seeing Daly Terry Evans in a Maroons jersey. I've been sick of it for years, and again in this game, sick of it. And I know people talk about that he wasn't that bad and he keeps getting this garbage of being not that bad. And somehow being not that bad means it's good enough for you to be the halfback of a rep side and the captain of a rep side. Like what bar have we set for this dude? Yeah. Like um, not that bad as a half means you were shithouse. Okay. Halves are supposed to impact the game. They're supposed to, and he doesn't. And he's played 15 origins now. And I pulled it up just for the podcast with Bungard. He's Mitchell, like everyone says he's Queens and Mitchell Pierce. And the numbers say he is too. 15 origins. Pierce has 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 19 origins. DCE, one try. Pierce, three tries. DCE, four try assists. Pierce, five try assists. DCE, five line break assists. Pierce, six line break assists. DCE, two line breaks. Uh, Mitch Pierce, one line break. Uh, and another one between them, which should surprise some people, you know, with Mitch Pierce, but He's only, what, nine errors in origin? Not that many for, for that many games in 19. And DCE, four errors. And people think that's a positive number, but it fucking isn't. Because <laughs> halves are supposed to make mistakes. They're spo- like, do try something. You know, DCE hasn't, er- hasn't made a mistake in this series, for example. And he's had safe passes. So he hasn't thrown a cutout or he has always gone short when the long's on or gone long when the short's on or thrown on last tackle when he could have put a kick in and, and risked something. That's not a good number. And again, the Blues halves have mistakes next to the name. And James Tedesco has mistakes next to his name because he fucking tries things. And DC ain't trying shit, but try not to lose his jersey. 
Mm. And he doesn't play straight or direct or play tough. He just doesn't belong in the arena. It doesn't mean he's not one of the best five halfbacks in the world because he is, and that's clear, but he is not up to origin football. No. Yep. Totally agree. Um, It just seems, I don't understand why he seems to shirk responsibility so much. There was so many sets, especially in the first half where it was like, why are you running the ball here? Why are you, what was that kick? What are you doing? Like, yeah. I don't know what he's doing half the time. Um, yeah, it's it's just like avoiding fucking up. Yeah, it's like, well, who's that helping? He's trying to not lose. Yeah, it's same thing, mate. The year, the couple of years ago in Origin, when instead of going for the field goal, he put that bomb up. Oh God, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh well, the field goal is going to be a tough field goal. It's like, yeah, it's his fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> like that, exactly right. That's what he's there for. Take the tough shot at the field goal. You're supposed to be the man, and very often for man, he is the man. And I know, you know, everyone believes now that Tommy Turbo is the man, and we all know that, but like, yeah, maybe just for once, stand up and do something, mate. Drives me insane. It's, sorry, TC has a, sorry, Pete has 11 career errors. I want to correct myself there, which is just make sure I'm right. But yeah, that's it. And people then want to ask, oh, what about Munster? He had two bad games at Origin. And it's like, yeah, he did, but Munster also had nearly the best Origin debut of all time, has a mm. number of good Origins to his <laughs> name. And goes down, goes down trying things. He did some grubby shit in this game. Whatever. Like I said, I know it's bad, but I'd say as like for picking a half, I'm not going to not pick him because he was grubby in a game or two. No. Even coming off at halftime, he bitched about calling plays and not getting the ball. So it doesn't even sound like he gets along with DC on the field that much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what? What? I saw a lot of people going, oh, fuck it. What do we got to lose for game three? Let's chuck in the kids. I think that's the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah, again, it just feels like this is a repeat of, I know we haven't been on the end of a dynasty here because last year broke that, but it feels like exactly a repeat of that terrible era blues team where they'd lose 2-0 and we go, well, fuck it. Let's throw the children in. They'll be there next year. And they're not there next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so for game three, they can't, like, I'd love to drop Everyone from one to seven bar Cam Munster, but they can't do that. No. I think if, <laughs> if Ponga finally plays a game this weekend, which he's named again, you know, Ponga comes into fullback, Val Holmes goes on to Val Holmes goes on to a wing, Cole Phillip gets out of the team. Who knows? We'll probably talk about it a bit later, but Mulatalo thing, who knows what's happening there, whatever they come down with. But if he's allowed to play, he plays one wing. If not, I'd probably just keep coats, even though he's been rested by the Broncos. And then the other center, like Gagai stays there. The other center, just play the hammer. Hammer so to away Fidel. Just play him. Like he plays center now. And if he's not playing center, play him on the wing. He's one of the best five queens and backs available. He should be in that side. Halves, don't play Sam Walker. I hate that idea. Like I'd played Ben Hunt, who has probably had. So 2014-15, he'll, he'll never reach the attacking dominance levels he had that those two years. He'll never reach the ball-running threat he was there again. But he's probably had his best all-round season so far this year. Mm. He's steering that team around a lot. Even when he came on the field for Queensland, he was pretty good at first receiver when he was there. Good at hooker. His kicking was good. Just give him the jersey so you don't throw a kid to the Wolves, but you're signaling moving on from DCA. Maybe Hunt claims the jersey with a good game there. Who knows? Maybe he does that. And then you hope Harry Grant's back at nine. And the pack did their job. I'd like to like I'd put Felice out of the side myself, and I'd put Fafita back starting on the edge. And uh, I don't know about Arrow on the edge, but that's the mm, thing we did. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, 
it's um you know there's not a lot they can do and as you said I don't think throwing a bunch of young players in is is good for anybody it's very rarely the answer and it's certainly not the answer when what you can gain is you know nothing and what you can lose is the confidence of you know your next crop of players coming through yeah one of the things I could try in game four maybe I try Brimson at center then Maybe they go, fuck it, let's see what happens here. The mm. series is over. That's something that they actually, they think Brimson's an origin player. He's already, he can't play fullback. That's something they can get out of the game. They might be able to get, you know what? He can play center on Tommy next year. Maybe they get that. Uh, Gagai on Latrell don't work. But again, they're not going to win that battle. The Blues spent forever looking for who's going to stop GI. We haven't got that guy. So get over it. You're just gonna hope you're gonna accept that you're probably gonna lose that matchup by six points a game at best. Get over it, find someone who can score, like leave Gagai there or put someone else over there. But your aim is not to stop the trail, it is to outscore the trail. You know, I hope you score one or two down that end or something. You're not gonna stop him. Like, fuck, we're gonna bring in, we'll put a we'll put Felice Cafusi on, on in the centers. He's the Bo Scott equivalent now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, game three is in a couple of weeks. It's 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 looking like it could potentially, if especially if Sydney's out of lockdown by then, could be Newcastle. one of the lowest rating <laughs> origin games of all time. Man, if it's in Newcastle, it'd be good for the ratings, I reckon. Yeah. We'll be pumped to see it. But uh, mm. yeah, the Blues, I mean, they won't change anything. I tell you, what, I did love Jerome Luai being an absolute grub through all of it. Oh, like, how did we get a full article on news.com about him doing a finger wag to Kyle Felt for one second? I don't know. I haven't looked at any of that stuff, but I, I didn't read it. it. I just saw it on Twitter. But like, this is very funny that the the outrage machine just never stops. Well, he's won. What is? It? I think it's so of all of his games with Nathan Cleary since they were like fifteen or sixteen. He's won like something like I think it's fifty four out of the fifty nine they've played in the halves together. That's a lot. Yeah, so that's a confident man. It's something like that. I think it's close. Or is it fifty three out of that number? Anyway, close. So I've got it written down somewhere. They're not in front of me now. But yeah, um, he grew up a Queensland fan, which is fine. Yeah, that's why I find fucking hilarious about it. But he just don't, he's just rubbing it into someone else in the origin rate. I think it's awesome. I don't know why people are anyone. Why would you mad about it? Like again, I know my team's on the other end of it. I don't care. It's like again, the, the Queenslanders dish it out every time. If my team in any sport won this much, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing, mate. You know? Yeah. Of an apparent bitter rival. It was fucking cool. And him pointing at DC and laughing is also hilarious. Oh, it was very funny. But it's um, funny because he's not that mad when he's doing it. That's why it's No, cool. it's funny because it's just like he's just having a good time. Yeah. It's good vibes. He's, a, right. he's awesome. And he's Can everyone just fucking calm down? <laughs> oh, but okay. they, 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 they danced to K-pop before game one. Clearly it backfired. Was, it did, mate. Oh, they're so soft. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't... Gr- mate, if only Paul Green showed them that. He mustn't have. Yeah. Fucking no. Um... Would Ronaldo Molotalo have made a 26-point difference? Apparently. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, this is funny. I mean, it's funny. It's also sad. Um, they sh- Just let him play. Who gives a shit? But um, if, obviously, everyone knows what we're talking about. If you don't, Ronaldo Molotalo was pulled from the squad a couple of days before the game because he was declared ineligible to play for Queensland. Um, I mean, look, it would probably be a bigger deal if this was like a close game and he was a... Like, you know, quite an important. I mean, he's you know he's a good player, but um, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I very much doubt that he would have made a difference. And then when it came out that he uh, listed uh, his um, what was it? He he filled his first two contracts, um, not meeting any of the criteria for the Maroons at all. I mean, 
and wrote, uh, yeah, and wrote NA on his contract when he said, you know, which state were you born in, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, why did no one play for the, the 16s, yeah, 18s how, and 20s? Exactly. How did no one pick this up earlier? The weird thing is like, um, we, we all know, or I guess you don't all know, but there's those boxes for origin. You can Google, you can just Google, Google origin eligibility and they've been the same. So they got, they got changed the year, um, to end of 2012. So they got James Tarmo in before the rule changed. So he was the last one who really wouldn't be that eligible who played. He wouldn't be eligible under these, these rules. But essentially, you have to tick a, a few certain boxes. And the first box is, were you born in New South Wales or Queensland? If you tick no, it's like, okay, well, what's the next one? The next one is, have you resided in there since prior to your 13th birthday? If you say no, it's like, well, your last chance is, did your pl- the father play state of origin? If the answer is no, that's it. You're not eligible. Why didn't they pretend that his dad was Alan Langer or get Alan Langer to adopt him before the game? Yeah. They just don't get origin anymore, these Queensland. Yeah. And then so down the yes path. So if you say yes to was your father born in the Wales or Queensland, it goes down and you answer one of these six questions. Same with if you resided there before you were 13. And these six or so questions, it's about like the majority of you spent your schooling in. Um, but the father, if your father played origin, you're just eligible for that team. But the thing for Mulatalo is, and I, that's what I don't understand. We still haven't got that answer. People have gone, oh, we've got the investigation over it. No, we haven't. We have the answer of what's on his contract, which is he didn't lie. If he just wrote, yes, he was in Queensland, apparently, like, anyway, it didn't seem to matter anyway. It didn't matter what he wrote in his contract because it didn't seem to fucking matter because it only got revealed because some dude, like, was it Duke 257 or something on Twitter? I love this. This, this, is, this, is, this is the dude that calls the PGA and yeah. says someone, <laughs> and says someone, did something wrong on the golf course. This is that dude. I love him. He's my yeah. hero. Um, and of course, he's now the, the victim of being a snitch. He's been getting abused. You know, that's what he gets. But uh, he was tweeting journos like all week about like Ronaldo's not eligible. He moved here at 14 or whatever. All that kind of stuff. Just tweeting at them. And then nobody responded to him until Steve Maskell responded to him Saturday night. So of course, Maskell, the lewd journo, gave air to the loon who just kept tweeting about it. And then it went from there. And that's it. And I think that's what this farce is. is like, it was in his contract that he wasn't eligible, even though he it was weird. It doesn't make any sense that he can write no, 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 but also I played for the state because no, no, no means you couldn't have played for Queensland at 18s, but he did in 20s and he did. But uh, he, <laughs> all that happened and then his one guy breaks it and then New South Rugby League find out from the journalists and they go and challenge him and get him out of the game. I just think it's a great story because all the time we get told to listen to the experts, mate, sometimes, you know, we'll get people to respond to our podcast sometime when we talk about rule chains or whatever and get told to shut up and listen to the experts. Like, yeah. mate, do you, how much more proof do you need that the experts aren't paying attention? Yeah. Also, it just feels, the argument from, I think it was, was it Billy Moore on Twitter? Yeah. It was like, oh, he just feels like a Queenslander. Yeah. It's in his but, heart. But oh. my favorite thing about all of it too, Bungard, is that if he just lied and wrote yes yeah. on that form... <laughs> What? That's oh, it. They didn't ask, is there a burden of proof? It must be a burden of proof. It's, it's literally like, like the um the Simpsons episode where Homer fills out the little Miss Springfield pageant form wrong. He writes okay in the box where he's not supposed to yeah. write anything. And we all take this shit so <laughs> seriously, but in the end, it doesn't fucking matter because no. he could have written yes and probably got away with it. Hell, if he didn't have that one interview, like there's like two interviews with him that he mentioned that he went to move to Ipswich when he was uh, just before he's fourteen. If this ever happened, he'd still he knew he would have played Sunday night. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like that's ridiculous. And uh, the thing, I do feel sorry for him because he didn't think he was doing anything wrong because he'd already played for Queensland Eighteens for Christ's sake, and it wasn't checked at that point, which is ridiculous. That he, <laughs> I mean, again, probably relying on some high school coach to check it, then like they would. I feel sorry for him though because he said no to New Zealand heaps, 
and he's like declared himself he wants to play for Australia and he said no to New Zealand and he might end up down that path of like and he won't I don't know what'll happen for him like being eligible for Australia, Australia like semi is but not eligible for origin even though and it's by like 10 month window it's tough but I don't know what they'll do mate because like he has played origin 18s and 20s I'm guessing he won't be allowed to play that's what I think they'll do just let him play who the fuck cares yeah, but, <laughs> honestly yeah, no, it's, it's over a lot but uh my favorite thing of all this still, and I've said it on the podcast a few times, I just wish Lachlan, Lachlan Lamb was good. I wish he was good because his dad was never eligible for a day, for origin for a day in his life, was allowed to play because of the Super League war, was never eligible. And then his son, who's been in Queensland like three days ever, has played origin for Queensland under 18s and 20s, would be eligible for Queensland based on his dad's eligibility. He was ever eligible. I just wish he would, because it was just show you these dumb rules we make. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. And we take origin rules, small serious than international ones, just because of Greg Inglis and whatever. I mean, it's one of those things, mate. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if the eligibility has to change, but I don't know if a really uh, strong, hard age like, what's the difference between 12 and 13? What's the difference between 13 and 14? Like, I don't it know seems like you're splitting hairs. And yes. look, it, it, this isn't like, I, I don't think this isn't, this isn't like, you know, when they was talk of letting like the Burgesses play in Origin. This isn't like that. Hmm. Um, like, it, the, is, it, is it the worst thing in the world if a guy that's been here since he was a teenager yeah. says he's Queenslander, says he's Australian, wants to play for Queensland and Australia? Yeah, I don't think what, so. How many is it? Four years you have to be here to play uh, for the national team, or to play for Australia. Like if you're from another country, it's four years, right? You can stay here. And if you haven't played for the other country, you can play for Australia. Yeah, right. That's what I find weird. Yeah, I also don't like. He the... was here for four more than four years before his 18th birthday. Yeah, and he's not 18 anymore. He's like 21. So it's been so here it for feels like years. that line should kind of be drawn at 14 based on that. It feels like yeah, but maybe it should just be four years total. Actually, no, that's terrible. No, then that's like terrible. Gareth Whitted could play Origin yeah. and stuff. But right, it's like never mind. Ignore me. he he would have been eligible to play for Australia under 18s based on that rule from when he arrived here. Yeah, 18s, but he can't play like that. That line feels weird for me. But I don't know if they'll if they move it up now. It feels like it's just Mulatalo rule. Yeah, but in general, my thing I don't like. I don't know if they'll fix his. But the thing I care more about eligibility. People need to get the fuck over. People playing for Australia, Queensland, New South Wales, and not wanting to play for Australia. Yeah, that's totally fine. Also, ask yourself this: um, Do you watch Australia games with as much interest as you do State of Origin? And the answer for ninety percent of people is no, I don't. So, if you don't care as much about Australia as you do State of Origin, why? Are you, how are you holding players to a different standard? Think about that. I mean, the other question you could have asked is: Do you watch the Kangaroos? That's what I said. Do you pay no, as much no, attention? Did you even watch the game? Their TV, <laughs> at all. Their TV ratings are like a, th- like a third or a fourth of, aren't they, of like what Origin is? I can't I believe remember you. now. I but, like, up, yeah. But... but yeah, you don't care so much. You care more about Origin eligibility, hence why the rules are tougher. But yeah, I know like the coach, I know it's Mal Meninga's job. He's the coach of Australia and he wants all the best players available. But even his quote today, like the thing that he's saying that like, Joshua Pali is 31 and he's done like, He's earned respect and, you know, he has the right to choose. But Luai owes Australia. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. No, it does. Exactly. It's like, that's just stupid. <laughs> mate. Like, Luai can play whatever he wants to. I mean, and it's one of those things, mate. Again, it's a whole bunch. 
and what me and you included, but it's pe- white people 30 plus who don't have the same experience as these guys telling them what they should feel and who they should play for. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I have friends, mate, whose parents were English and they were born here who support England over Australia in sports. Yeah. Same generation of morons will tell kids whose parents are Samoan they can't play for Samoa. Yeah. But they can, and, and also that said person would have an origin team. Like, whatever. Like, just shut the fuck up, man. Like, you guys don't, like, you don't get it. And it's one of these things actually feel good gets, which is an over other people. Like, but yeah, guys like Luai can want to play for the Blues and can want to play Samoa, you know? Whatever. And we should just let them. We should let them, mate. And like, again, he might not make the Aussie team anyway. Cam Munz is going to play over him. So he would have made the World Cup squad, but what? He's going to choose Australia over Samoa to make the World Cup squad and play like the one group game instead of being a star for Samoa. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, ridiculous. I hate silly. that stuff. It is silly. Me too, mate. Me too. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about Origin before we jump into other things? Uh, no, not really. No, we're good. Okay. Well, um, we had, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on over the past week or so that we didn't didn't get a chance to talk to um we we mentioned the nrlw a lot last week it's come out now that none of those broncos girls are going to the titans so that's interesting um we still i mean i decline i don't really want to talk too much about this until we have more clarity on the situation because we still there's still a ton of players who i don't know who they're playing for this year but it is nice to see that it seems like those broncos girls who said no i don't want to leave are getting their way um it's it's quite funny because it feels that people are reporting that are like AAP than us <laughs> on NRLW what's happened there. But yeah, Peter Vlanders did fire back at Millie Boyle and similar saying, and I, I always hate this thing that for the, oh, do it for the good of the game garbage. Yeah. And it's like, mate, they may be paying more than $8,000 for a tournament for the good of the game. And I understand they want to grow NRLW. And I understand what the NRL see this from, but I still think from perspective that like, Good teams are good for sports, and people deny that. People who say dynasties are boring lie because TV ratings show dynasties always, always have better ratings. Like the NBA's peak ratings was the Super Team Warriors versus Cavaliers the last twenty odd years. Famously, yeah, no one watches the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I know that's it. And again, Origin peaked ratings wise during this dynasty. Like that's it. And people want to know they tune in and out. You go watch that Broncos team, for example. Whatever it is, they'll have some of the best. They have some of the same players and. The Titans have only got so they got five players have announced, and uh, they're all uh, what four, four ex Warriors and one and Brittany Braley who didn't play last year. She's from the Roosters at that point. Yeah, had been playing for Burley Bears in the BHP Premiership. Didn't play Origin for Queensland. Didn't get in that team, but yeah, she's um she's but got called up for the Titans and then Queen the Broncos so far have kept uh. Well, they pretty much kept the five best players they had. I think four of the five best they had anyway. They've kept uh, Ali Brigginshaw, uh, T- Tamika Upton, Millie Boyle, Taryn a- uh, Aiken, and uh, Amber Hall, who um, I don't think is one of their five best players, but I think many would say that. But I, I, hopefully they keep Chelsea Leonard Dutzi. That's who I think the other best player is mm. in that team. But that's a pretty strong call to keep. And Millie obviously turned down that, um, that marquee money to go to the Gold Coast. I'm going to guess... Upton and Aiken were also offered that to go there. I don't know if that means they went to Brisbane, Marquee of others, whatever, whatever, but they all live down the coast. So 
yeah, but they've chosen to, you know, build something in air quotes over like $8,000, which is, you know, fair, fair enough to them, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple of signings in the men's game. Kurt Catewell signed for Brisbane by the looks of things. Good, happy, less happy after Origin? Uh, I would have been, I didn't like this signing when we were keeping Pangai. Yeah. I now like this signing. Yeah. Even though I do believe I, like, they have good talent and back rowers there. They have Brendan Piakura. TC Rabadi and then Jordan Ricky, who's like the ugly duckling of the group now. Um, Kirk Capel, you know, he, he's he's a good back row. We'll do that job. And I think he has the potential to play 13 in the future as well. And maybe one of those guys can as well. But we can't keep rolling out children and expecting them to perform. So you lost. we lost Pangai. Happy with Kirk Capel. We're losing Pangai, sorry, apparently. Don't want Suez still though. Ugh. Yeah, but uh, news came out today that Kevy wants to keep Lodge and Pangai for the rest of the year to keep the team stable. So that's that's good. A couple of level heads in there. Uh, so yeah, Chris Gary reported on radio up there and SEN up there that um, that was Ben Iken's influence. I probably started last week. And thank fucking God. Because at this point of the year, right, there's only four months of the NRL salary left. You only have to pay them for four more months. So it's a third of their salary left. What the fuck was the benefit for the Broncos at this point? letting go of Matt Lodge and Pangai. There was zero. Like, Pangai, if they let him go, he'll have suitors for next year. Lodge will still be in the same issues with his contract. And if they can find someone to take the whole contract, I get why they let him go next week. So they can't find that person. But Pangai also has his younger brother, Jermaine, living with him in Brisbane. And he's, young, he's in his last year of high school. His parents live in Canberra. I don't think Pangai wanted to leave before the end of the season either. You know, because he's he wants to stay with his son. He's sorry, his brother finishes high school, then probably move on then. But yeah, there's this thing called football games we have to fucking try and win. So we let Reese Walsh go with no benefit to us. Whatever, we should have got something back. We oh, we didn't take something back. Let Tom Dearden go with no benefit to us. We let McCulloch go for no benefit to us, but they all get salary back. Whatever. Even we let James Roberts go a couple of years ago, no benefit to us. At what fucking point do you just draw a line and say that players are not going? You know. And when it's guys that are in our first grade team that if we lost Pangai and Lodge, are we starting what? The starting front row with, with Carrigan out. It's like what? Flegler and Haas start and what? Kobe Heatherington's a lock. And then what? Reese Kennedy and Keenan Palacia and like John Asiata's our bench or something. And we're going to, we're just going to win first grade games like that, are we? No. I mean, yeah, you're completely right, mate. There's, Whilst they might not be there next year, there's no sense getting rid of them now. You still got a wooden spoon to try and avoid. Exactly right, and some games to win, and like that's it. They can't keep letting players walk, and I guess it's one of the things Nolan kept doing that after the last couple of years. Just let them go for free. You can't just keep letting talent walk out for free. You've got to draw a line in the sand at some point, like because again, if you keep letting it so easy to leave the club, next time a player gets an offer from another club that's better, they just go, "Hey, give me, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking going. Let me go. That club's got me, got more money for me. I'll go now." Like, no, draw online, try and win some games. Yep, totally fair. Um, and Sean Johnson, back to the Warriors. What a nice story this is. So does, how does Cameron George delete the radio? All the things he said on like New Zealand radio about... He's like, tell no to Sean Johnson like 50 times publicly. What a clown. But, uh, what, a, what a great story. Uh, he should never have left... He's taken less money. I don't know what he's taken, but the quote was bucket loads less cash to go back. He must have tried one last time, but thank God he's going there, not the Bulldogs. For some reason, he had fuck all suitors. It's an abusive one-way relationship. They've got him back for cheap, but Sean finishing his career there feels right. I love it. Yeah, it's a nice story. And Dane Gagai, um, 
reportedly would prefer to stay at Souths before going back to the Knights or going to the Broncos in that order. Yeah, he, um, the Knights one I find the fans' openness to him I find strange. I thought As they hated I. him. Yeah, same. But maybe we just talked to the same Knights fans. Yeah, I thought they hated him. And I've seen some people, like, which is good. Get him back. He's a good player, you know. Um, and he had some, I know he didn't have good four years there, but he had plenty of good patches in that shit team. Uh, yeah, he wants to stay apparently at, at your lot. Uh, and then if not Knights and if not Brisbane. And I don't think, again, I think Brisbane need to stop. Now they've got, if they've got Capewell, they don't want to, so they need to find out if they're going to fight, sign a nine or a one. Well, they yeah. want more cap like this. Like, gay guy is a fine player, but it, well, it wouldn't put him top of the uh, the priority list. No, neither. Um, Nick Meany to the Storm. <coughs> He'll be good, I think. How predictable that is. Like, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Again, no one else has the patience. Like, there's just like they debut the oldest player in the competition, the Storm do. They on average, they debut the most experienced player in the competition on average. They wait. They have the patience to do it. Everyone else wants like the payoff now. They want to buy a guy. If he's, once he's past like 19 or 20, every other club wants, I want that guy to come here and be good now. And Nick Meadey's like already 23, whatever, quite good. But they'll invest like a year or two into him. And he'll fill in in their team and when it's easier and look like a superstar and then someone else will pay him overs in two years' time. It's what it, and he's a smart guy for taking the deal. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we've got... Uh... Savage and Chris re-signing, Granville re-signing, Chad Townsend going to the Warriors until the end of this year. So a little, a little things happening. Any of those take your interest? The Townsend signing is a good signing, by the way. They were getting hammered for that. People were laughing at it. Yes, Chad Townsend is getting overpaid by the Cowboys. Yes, the Sharks should have moved on. But like the Warriors now, right? Harris Avita's out for the year. Paul Turner, who's going to the Titans next year, is out for the year. Oh, sorry, sorry, Harris Avita might be back soon, actually. I think... They reassess, might be five or six weeks. Anyway, they're gone. Chad was available. They had cap space. And they Why the still fuck make the finals. Not? Why the fuck not? Like, they were what? They should just play Sean O'Sullivan because people like to laugh at Chad Townsend. Like, no, he's a better player than Sean. He was available right now. They'll bring him in and whatever. And they were trying to get Widdop over instantly. They couldn't get it done. And probably COVID doesn't help anyway. Now, but yeah, that's it. I think it's a good signing for. I mean, again, it's round 15. They yeah. signed him for 10 weeks. Yep. I think it's fine. Um, I don't care about his referral. I'm not talking about it. Um, yeah, I didn't know if I'd put it in if he wanted. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But nah, fuck it. Um, rookie takes. We're back again. Another week of rookie takes. If you are a new listener to the show every week, we get our listener submissions of the dumbest or silliest things that people have said about the great game of rugby league. Um, and then we uh, have a poll on our Patreon to... Um, to decide the winner of the week. At the end of the year, we'll be doing a tournament of to find the worst take of the year. So this week, we've got five finalists. But before I read those out, I'd like to give a quick shout out to those people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription service. If you do want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. You'll get access to our Discord server, entry into next year's Coltrane Cup, tipping competition, merchandise, and plenty of other things. So thank you to Chris Abnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blame Hud, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, uh, an anonymous backer, nearly said his name, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, 
Jez, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins. My ding dong is hard and I am sad. Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Turbos Heroes, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. To everyone in the lower tiers as well, and to everyone who just listens, we very much appreciate you. So, rookie takes for this week. Um, number one, an unfortunate inclusion this week, Mitchell. Uh, former guest host, Chris Gary. Unfortunate. Uh, oh, God. As everyone knows, I like Chris Gary. I would consider us friends. This must be from Origin Night because he was piping out some garbage. Okay, so, came so JS has tweeted him saying, Chris, you've seen firsthand. Any takes on Paul Green as a coach this series? Personnel aside, structure, shape, and subs have been very questionable. Chris replies, think he's been good, mate. Hard to judge off two games. He definitely deserves next year. Oh, God, he had some worse takes on the night. Like, he had some passion, desire takes. I'm okay with that. that I, I let that one slip. I was expecting worse. <laughs> I just go with what's submitted, mate. I know. People miss um, some winners. Another one that's a reply. So, Nathan White has treated Cameron Smith's insights were incredible last night. Easy to see why he was great for so long. There's your answer. I doubt he'll do it until he gets full control in his way. Uh, they're talking about coaching origin. And to which Damo replies, Smith won't do it unless he's guaranteed success. Same reason he retired from Origin the way he did. He knew Queensland would struggle without the likes of JT, Slater, etc. So he retired from Origin instead of trying to help bleed in the new talent and taking a loss or two. What the fuck is he on about? <laughs> that's that's actually why he retired from the Storm. As yeah. you can see this year, they have just yeah, terrible, shocking. Um, oh this my one's, god, this one's very bad. This is a actually I don't know what to do here because there's a there's a take and a reply that are both i think this is a co-nominee so james jeffrey has written on a facebook uh, comment on the fox sports australia post about uh i think it's about yvonne becoming the new nrl 360 host why do sports shows have to have a token woman on the show at least get a former player or someone who knows what they're talking about so they can actually contribute there's so many talented and knowledgeable women who should be considered for these roles but i don't understand it the first sentence he says why do we have a woman and then in the last sentence, he says, there are so many talented women who should be considered for the roles. Um, uh, what? Didn't she also anyway, play footy? Like, didn't Yvonne play footy? I have no idea. Uh, and But in the replies, Tom Cruise uh, has doubled down saying... Uh, which which better Tom than Cruise? Get, <laughs> uh, T-O-double-M and then Cruise with a K. So uh, we're fine. Okay. Uh, better than getting a black one, don't you think? Ugh. Wait, that's a serious tweet? It's a... It's a yeah, I mean, what do you want from me? It's not a tweet; it's so, a Facebook comment so, section. So, uh, so a black one being a, I, I imagine, woman, or just a, a black person in general. Person. In just yeah. in general, yeah. Facebook's full of racists. This can't be shocking to you. I like, I like people who have their bigot tears. They're like, you know what? I fucking hate women. You don't. Hate I might leave women. that one out because it's too far, and just use the original comment because that's too yeah, far. That's just overt that, racism. But, but the yes. first one is just the first one is at least it's sexist, but it's at least stupid enough that we can laugh at it. The other one's just nasty. Yeah, I mean. Um, uh, Gary, some other woman, some other yeah. woman that's that experienced. Okay. Yeah, not this woman. <laughs> uh, Gary and a bunch of numbers. So first name, bunch of numbers. State of Origin 2021. Ronaldo Militalo, Xavier Coates, Queensland Maroons debut denied. All caps. Queensland no due diligence. So Coates was not good enough to select in the first place, but now they need him. He is. I mean, yes, that's that's how backup players work, Gary. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty much yeah. That's exactly how that, that is. Works. Exactly the concept, Gary. You've nailed it. And Dave Riccio, 
The New South Wales Blues oh, have no. cancelled their traditional final media opportunity at their captain's run today in Brisbane due to COVID-19. No last word from coach or captain. No vision for news bulletins. No last-minute hype or headline. Origin coverage is what makes Origin special. God. Get your head out of your fucking ass, buddy. <laughs> yes. Media is not what makes the game special. Yeah, I, I'm, Origin would struggle. In, I mean, famously, they had the most media-reverse coach of all time at the helm of Queensland for like all of the nineties when they were good, just never answering anything. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I do believe that's what, that's what it is, mate. It's like, you know, we talk about get big game players yeah. too much, big game journos, mate, who gets that great interview at yeah. the captain's run when the guy's like, you know, Oh mate, we're going to do our best tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, I, I can say this from experience, right? There's no profession that is more self-important. Than journalists. Yeah. I remember when Spotlight came out and every, every journalist on Twitter was just like tugging each other off. Oh, this is the importance of journalism, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, this is good journalism. You write listicles for BuzzFeed. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, but there's also pedophiles around, around those journalists at BuzzFeed. So they're similar. It's similar. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, what, like that game, right? The day before that game, Origin got more chat than... It had for a long time on game day. The stuff. Yes, it did. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, that's got fuck all. Oh, but we needed. We, who's the Blues captain? T- yeah, we needed Tedesco saying, "Oh yeah, the boys are feeling really good." That would have yeah. really made it pop. Yeah, I know. Fuck me. Uh, and I do want to address this. I do think, though. By the way, like, okay, I yeah. hate when Origin coaches like Paul Green has shut them off a lot. I hate when that happens because you know I like the funny, dumb videos that come out of Origin camp, that kind of shit, whatever. I couldn't give a single fuck about like the press conference. No. God no! It's like in a Super Bowl media. All right, this is uh, this is a great example. Super Bowl media week. What is the only thing you can recall from a Super Bowl media week in the last decade? Marshawn Lynch. Exactly. I'm just like the guy who took the piss out of the whole fucking thing is the only thing anyone remembers. That's it. Yeah. Proves that point exactly. And I do want to address this. Some people submitted Ben Dobbins' take. I'm 99 percent sure he was joking, and he said on Twitter that he was joking, so I didn't put it in. Which oh, this was... is the one about injuring people. Yeah, he's obviously joking. Yeah, I mean, of course he's joking. And then it gets written in text and people take it seriously. It's like, my God. Half the things we say on this show, if we're written in text, would make us seem like awful people. And we are, but not for the reasons. Excuse me. But not for the reasons you think. Yes. All right. Exactly right. Like, oh, that. What? Like, I don't know. I saw that come through seriously. And it's like, like let's be honest, guys. You know, Ben Dobber might be not be your favorite journalist. We didn't actually say. They should go and ruin John, Tom Dvojevic's career and get sent off. Yep. It made it seriously. We, I would joke about the same thing before the game because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yep. Oh, I also, also had a, a uh, one from Chris Close after game one who said they forgot that Origin is on another level from club football. It's okay to have a bludging club football. You know, no one really gives a rat's ass what the outcome is. <laughs> so they've got to <laughs> fix the rules for Origin. There we go. Well, uh, Chuffy, you know what? He's he's been on fire on the tweets the last year or something. Mate, he's a king. He's an absolute king. Just Back. just whatever he thinks, just says what's in his squanch and yeah. just goes just with says, it. Just says what everyone's thinking, mate. He's it's got fucking the, great. Puts it out there. All right. We come to the end of another episode of Renato Brookies. We'll be back to question time later in the week. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. It's goodbye from me.